I'm Bailey. I'm Joe. I'm Leanne. And welcome back to another episode of Digital Delights. And today we're putting our three brains together to yet again make another game title and design it from scratch. This week, I have a verb. And this week, I have an adverb. And the fun part for us is that none of us know the other person's word until we start recording, so we gotta roll with it no matter how weird the game title gets. Uh, today, we are, we, are, we are greeted by a lovely guest um, goes by the name of Leanne. How are you doing, Leanne? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Joe? How are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Enjoying today. You know, normally we ramble on and on about what games we've been playing, but let's talk a little bit about Leanne first. Um, Leanne is a really, really excellent artist. I've been looking forward to having her on the show for a long, long time. She made the cover art for our show, and she's studying a few different things in the in the art realm. So how about you start with telling us a little bit about kind of what you studied and um, what you plan on doing with it and just maybe some fun art facts about yourself. Sure, yeah. So I recently graduated. I had studied film and media arts with an emphasis in animation and I minored in drawing. And my specific thing that I do with animation is actually stop motion animation. It's not quite digital like what you guys do with uh with making games but i don't know it's still a lot of fun and then what i'm doing right now not doing a lot because pandemic kind of wild but i am making videos to teach kids animation here in utah so that's kind of what i'm doing right now Oh, that's cool. Like, is it like a, so it's like an educational thing? Is it like an internship? Are you just doing it for fun or? Um, it's more of a job and yeah, it's just educational. I mostly teach them animation. Sometimes it's like other art related things, but mostly animation. That's cool. That's different. That's like one thing I really, really want to get more into in the game design field. Like last year I took a I took an elective in uh, 3D modeling and kind of world building. And oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's just like, it's really interesting to see how, like, important it is in a game and how, like, underappreciated it is, especially just in general. With what you do, though, I could, I could never imagine, like, focusing my career on stop motion because I just don't have the patience for it, I feel like. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of people's, like, People just call me crazy because they're like, how the hell can you do that? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. It's just fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to judge. I mean, if anything, I envy you because me and Joe just sit here on a video call and shoot the shit about games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, luckily for you, if you think it's that fun, here you are. (laughs) We're doing it together. So, Um, Joe, what what games have you been playing this week, my man, man? Uh, actually, I've been throwing it back with some of the older Pokemon games. Like, I just uh, did, like, a quick run of Fire Red, and um, now I'm just doing a quick run of Pokemon Black, and I'm going to do one of uh, Black... No, White 2, I think, because I think I just decided I was going to alternate them both. Because I never really played uh, Gen 5, and I kind of just wanted to go back and, like, have some nostalgia for a little while, so... It's been real. I'm having a good time with it. And then me and a buddy of mine, uh, we have a plan where we're going to like um, do this thing where we're going to pick each other's like teams on what we're going to use throughout uh, a different set of games. I think we might do Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So we'll see. I, I wish I got more into Pokemon like in my youth. I I get judged constantly here by other people in a games major because I have only ever played um, Pokemon Pearl and Pokemon Fire Red, like ever. I've never played the Pokemon games. I never played Pokemon Go. Uh, like when everyone was playing the Pokemon games on the DS and the Game Boy and stuff, I was playing the Pokemon card game, like TCG. <laughs> and I get ridiculed for it every day. And I'm like at the point, it literally happened like two days ago. I was on a Discord call in class because one of our classes here is strictly on Discord. It's the wildest experience of my life. But um they were talking shit to me because i never played a pokemon game before and i'm about to throw in the towel and just buy a ds so i could play some pokemon dude it's totally but, worth it i mean i got laid into the game too because as you know i grew up playing playstation but it's worth it 
Yeah, I gotta hop on it. Yeah, Leanne and I used to spend hours every day playing um <laughs> playing what like Little Big Planet and uh like COD and stuff on console. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> the golden era of games. It really was. Well enough of that, I guess. You guys wanna get into the get into the thick of the madness? Let's yeah, do let's it. dive right in, yep. All right, Joe, so I guess you're going you're going first this week and then I'm going after you. Alrighty. And then we'll we'll take it from there. Let's let's get into it. Alright. Walk together. Ooh. Okay. Walk together is the name of the game this week. Where are we walking? That's almost a, that's almost haunting. A not in like a scary way, like literally, but metaphorically i think that's so broad that that scares me like there's so much we could do with this and i can't even why'd you pick walk because you're gonna laugh so probably yeah i was actually doing a lot of walking recently like around um (laughs) like the area and as i was doing all that walk around like I was going to all the trails, like I was going to all the like nice places where it's all like kind of that transition from like the last time I was walking there where all the leaves were on the trees and everything to now every single tree is basically all bare and everything. So everything completely changed. So I was kind of thinking on that as my word for this week. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm just going to full send walk because that was what I was doing all that time. And it, and just seeing all that, that whole transition like just in the new area that I'm in, it's like cool to me at least. So I thought I'd just reflect on it on uh, this episode. I like that. It was funny at first because you were basically just like, "Yeah, I walked a lot," and <laughs> but think, yeah, it's it's cool. Like, a, so I guess you were thinking about it more of like an like an artistic sense of like change. I guess you saw the change and you just made you want to do it. Oh, you spoiled it. Why? Because you call because you got it. You called it. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I think we're on the same brainwave after 19 episodes, but I, I, I kind of actually thought something similar because, uh, in a different sense, uh, I wanted to since we were having an excellent artist on the show, I wanted to ex- explore the concept of what we could do with the word that is so heavily reliant on more than one thing or like more than one person and see how we could like make the art play into the fact of like a maybe like a cooperative experience or visual experience of like two things happening together and play around with that so that's kind of that's interesting we both kind of thought of like an artistic value in our word hmm we're just wild man hmm Huh. Villager noise. So I guess, okay, so the first step here is figuring out uh, story basics, Leanne. So we talk about, um, it's basically uh, what will motivate players to play, what's the context of the game, is it like a campaign, you know, why are the players there, what are the characters all about, and kind of just the basic drive behind the game. Okay. yeah, that's kind of where we start out. Um, you seem pr- you've seem pretty motivated behind your word, Joe. Do you, did do you think that my do you think together being added with yours sparked any ideas for you? Because it seems like I spoiled something for you. So, well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna think like with the whole story of this game, right? We could say it's um, some kind of transition, right? That these players have. Uh, you know, actually walking through some kind of experience. But the question is, is, you know, I was discussing, you know, my experience where I witnessed, you know, the whole change of seasons, right? You know, everyone experiences the change of seasons in their own different way. And, you know, I was just relating it to one specific experience I had. So if you were to take this game to somewhat of an angle like that, right? You know, what kind of an experience... Do we want to give 
these players, you know, that are going through something together, you know, walking through it, whatever the case may be, walking is involved, yes, but together is also involved, and we don't know exactly what kind of, what event is this, you know? Do we want to give this, like, a whole seasonal change type thing where it's all different for um oh god i see this game is so difficult for me i can't even come up with a good idea for it at all i'm just rambling on and on i can't even come no up with i think anything. that um a few episodes back we kind of talked on how you know sometimes we want to shoot for comedic like comedic value in games but if it's just not there it's just not there i think that this isn't meant to be like a funny in your face kind of adventure game or comedy game or action game. I, I think that there's definitely some artistic, like interesting concepts to explore. I, this is really specific, but I kind of have something in mind, uh, but I don't want to ramble off first because I, I feel like Leanne is a very creative mind. I'm kind of curious if she has actually any general ideas of what she thinks of when she hears these two words together. Yeah, so I actually liked hearing what you had to say, Joe, about your experience with, like, the walking and why you chose that word. Um, it actually made me immediately think of games like uh, Journey, Flower, things like that, where it right, is, yeah. like, this full-on experience. My thought was maybe it would definitely be, like, a more serious tone, but it could be something along the lines of, going through this experience with another person where it's kind of like a death, growth, rebirth kind of thing. And then you can take that a lot of different directions. But like, that's a more generalized. That's actually really good. I, when you said flower and journey, that made me so happy. That's like two of my top three favorite games of all time. Uh, I think that uh Something really interesting. I read this really interesting article the other day because I just do <laughs> sometimes. And it was basically about the like subjective experience of time and how um, everyone experiences time differently. And I thought in my head when I was reading it, like I like reading things to maybe enhance my design skills. And what if, what if we implemented a cooperative experience just in terms of story basics where two maybe four maybe eight like we'll figure that out people get into this game and it is like the it has the no joke intended it has the flow of like flower and journey where um it's an experience that kind of unravels before you like as you play so you get into this world and it's kind of barren whether it be black and white or there's just it's kind of lifeless and it's just maybe like black and white outlines of characters and you have a little counter in the top left corner and it says like 300 and that's the only thing on the screen and then you take a step forward and it says 299 and then 298 and we don't tell them what that is but once they finally take 300 steps um the scene sh like shifts around them but only around them so everyone else is kind of experiencing it on their own pace and let's say like you start off and you have like a seed and like you plant these seeds and then after 300 steps those seeds you planted grow and then after 300 more steps the season shifts around you and like everything you planted changes but not everything that everyone else planted changes so it's like you watch this madness like unravel around you as like you're cooperatively building this world together and you have no idea what it's going to look like because everyone else has different stuff does that make any sense to you guys? I know that's really specific, but it's something I'm thinking right now. No, oh, that makes sense. Actually, you saying that makes me think, made me immediately go, oh, this could be like a, like a motivation to get you to walk. Like it's just an app on your phone where you can like build it up. Like, you know, Zombies Run, that app? I actually don't. Okay, so basically it's an app where like it motivates you to go running and walking, but you're basically building up this story of like, you're in a zombie apocalypse and you're a courier and you're trying to pick up all these supplies so you can build up a base. And that's kind of what this is making me think of right now. 
I was about to say, yeah, it's just such a cool concept to think about, like actually using, you know, a game to motivate, you know, like actually doing some form of exercise, you know, because, you know, motivation for doing exercise is always a challenge for people actually looking into the idea of working out and building upon themselves because say they sometimes lack that just that extra bit of motivation that just gets them to do it consistently so you know gaming you know and trying to throw that into this is like always an interesting concept and we have not done something like this on this show yet so i think honestly this is territory we want to dive into i think this is definitely worth something we should look into doing you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy you brought this up, Leanne. Thank you. Yeah, it's ironic yeah. too because we were talking about Pokemon Go earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's it's definitely interesting. I, maybe if we were to take almost like a, in terms of actual design, um, like a satellite because there's open source satellites you can link to like i've done that before joe and the game that we're working on roll and i linked it to a weather satellite um for a database like we can connect and get like a map of you know the world basically and um just have it outlined in black and white and you're just walking and walking and maybe there are stops that you can go to and pick up like seeds to plant and like or color palettes to paint things and you're just like collectively walking with everyone else in the app and changing things about the world in front of you to make it look however you guys want that's it's pretty wholesome i, th- I don't think we've ever done anything like this before you know i'm vibing with it a lot like i'm really digging this idea that's for sure so in terms of like a story right the narrative of this um what do we want to do for it? Because I, I think I got a little something. So I don't know if I should take the floor. Yeah, feel free. Um, I and, I mean, what I'm envisioning is kind of just this, this, this void, kind of like the first time you open the app and you just see almost like a like stick figure man uh, art style with like just these buildings in black and white or almost joe if you were to envision it in something we're designing like the the emptiness and color of roll where like it starts out in this new place is black and white and it's kind of in color around you as you move right mm-hmm. but yeah t- take it take it away if you got it you got it baby Alrighty, so you open up this app right the first thing you see is just like you know an outline of a character similar to like that stick figure idea that you mentioned earlier and there's very minimal customization you could do to this character to some kind of degree you know to start the player off right and then you're just seeing you know two lines on the screen you know that's it that's all you see in the beginning just two lines on your screen and your character in between them I will say that this is supposed to symbolize like, you know, a sidewalk of some degree. And then the minute the player takes steps, some kind, the phone registers that they're taking some kind of steps, you know, those lines get bigger and bigger and the outline becomes, you know, more and more of like a map. And, you know, random things start to pop up occasionally, you know, random outlines of things start to come up. You know, the player collects items randomly, you know, it starts to collect it as the steps get more and more and more outlines are showing up. All you're seeing, you know, as you're looking at all these things changing, you're examining the screen, you're looking at it, and you're seeing, you know, this is cool and everything. Wait, what's this number at the top, right? And it's this big number, you know, it's like, a, it's not like a small number that's easy to get right away. It's a decent sized number. It's got a couple digits there. You're like, you know what? I think I could get this. I, I'm seeing, you know, some correlation. I'm seeing a pattern. You know, I'm taking steps. Something's happening in the game, and there's a number on the top. You know, maybe if I get this number, something will happen. You know, they get this number, and a lot more to come. That's all it is that I got for now. Um, sending you. I, I like literally. Yeah. It, that's a really good place to start. Like the, you start with emptiness and confusion, 
and the encouragement to move forward is that confusion like what it what is what am i doing this for what's going to happen and how will this escalate into more uh, i really like that and maybe to add to that like the only thing that you do see aside from a few like outlines of a map in the beginning is you know other people if whether it be other people currently using the app or the last time that they logged off their character is just standing there so that you know like someone else in this area has this and someone else is doing this too uh, I like that. It's like a passive. It's almost like in Journey where you can run into people that are also playing at the same time as you, but you can't talk to them at all. And so you can only communicate through like building together and that's it. I love that about that game. That's one of my favorite. That's why it's my favorite game. And to implement that here too is I think really, really uh, powerful. I think it's almost like we're sending like a message too at the same time, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. That's kind of what I was imagining too. Yeah, there's like a hidden, the hidden like beauty to the gameplay that people might not recognize like consciously, but it's there, and that's my favorite thing in games like, like Flower Journey, Little Big Planet. It's something that I've always wanted to explore, so that's super awesome. But speaking of explore. Uh, I guess we'll move into interaction design, and that's the second step where we kind of talk about how the player will interact with the game and any feedback systems, so like score, life, health, etc., anything like that. And I don't know if this will be actually really quick or really slow because it, it might be a lot to go over because it's going to be an app on the phone, right? Yeah, there isn't really much to say regarding, um, you know, how the player will interact with the game because it's quite simple. You know, they they have the touch screen, you know, where they, if they're touching, you know, like spaces on the map, that's where they could interact with, you know, what to do with it. So certain things that are outlined based on steps would be like buildings that would be constructed, you know, through some sort of like accuracy of what it would be like in that neighborhood so you know if the gps is showing like it would be houses is a like oh i wish i could you know i want to describe what was just said to me because this is so cool like this image here that i got from bailey is just like you know a bunch of trees are like a pond and like grass save wall. it for later i'm gonna get into it later you're gonna get into it later <laughs> yeah come on all we're right, on interaction fine. design brother we're talking fine. about let me get into this right this is quick and easy and i think that i'm happy that we both picked the words we did because i think most of this is going to be level design and audio visual my favorite things so interaction design it's on your phone it's an application and you can in i guess the only feedback system is maybe some type of inventory if you want if we implement the planting things and painting things but mainly there's going to be a pedometer in the code like something to track how many steps you're taking kind of working backwards adding adding as it goes taking away and it's really as easy as that it is a motivational app to get out move interact with people indirectly and just understand that other people are there and other people are experiencing this thing too and i love that i went to a speech all about uh, the other day i went to a speech given by a really renowned professor here all about intrinsic and extrinsic uh motivational motivational things in games where like extrinsic is like i'm doing this because i'm going to get something from it like i'm going to get in-game currency i'm going to get a reward i'm going to level up but like intrinsic is like i'm doing this because i want to like i'm doing this because i enjoy it i'm doing this because i am experiencing something from it and the game should primarily be intrinsic and i think that this is the defining a defining game of like intrinsic values like i'm doing this because it feels good and I love it. I, I've said it four times already, but it's so good. Not only that, but I think it's also motivating you because you're like, hey, I'm working with these other people. I have no way to communicate with them, but I'm working with them to build up this world, which is also like just a really good motivator. Yeah, especially now, like um, 
I've mentioned in previous episodes how like games like Animal Crossing New Horizons was like a passive savior of the quarantine. I think that this could kind of suffice as one of those or like you're going out and you're seeing the world in a different way uh, with different people at different times and it, the payoff could be huge. It just could be a very satisfying like a Picasso-esque experience where you're just seeing all this happening. Um, but yeah, I think you're right, Joe. Interaction design is as easy as it is. Yeah, dude. Do you want to get into... Uh, we're steamrolling through this, which is great. You want to get into like play rules and mechanics a little bit? When Leanne, that's the third step in like kind of the game design phase is you know the, the which <laughs> the quote unquote rules of the game. Uh, we describe like what the players can do, what they can't do, how a player wins, how they lose, how they get rewards, and what enemies or allies can do. Joe, you want to so, yeah, start yeah. us off with this one? I'll start us off. So. I think we were like touching onto this rule in the beginning where when the player reaches a certain number of steps, they get more of the map like opened up to them in a certain, you know, way, whether it's more buildings outlined or um, even like a bigger perspective, like instead of having a narrow vision that's so in like uh, nearsighted, it could be like expanded a little bit, whatever I'm thinking. But, you know, actually, now that I mentioned the expansion of it, you know, we could do that as a leveling system to where based on the number of times that they've had the uh, walk counter triggered, plus also, you know, in-game challenges and um, regarding use of items, use of uh, location, you know, um, similar to how, you know, uh, other games are like this on the phone. You know, we could get this to be like, um, what's it called? We could get this to be like some kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, spin off of a Pokemon Go type thing. So, like, you know, when the player gets to certain places and gets certain rewards, certain items, and uses them or certain things and unlocks them, they level up. They uh, gain, you know, more access to more. Th- uh palettes to more uh seeds to more things that they could do in the game to be to better customize it for themselves to make it more personalized to them as they continue to play so i think that's like a like a standard for these type of games to motivate people to want to do something more and want to explore more as well like go somewhere new and i also believe that there should not be an enemy of any kind in this game there shouldn't be any deterrence to do anything but i think there should be you know allies or people that rent you know non-actual online people you know like you could say like there are like a small amount of npc npcs where like you know the gps could see like you know oh it's like a store here or like oh it's a restaurant here you know and those NPCs could give you a different or like a unique type of item if for that specific type of area. So it'd be cool for people traveling too. And like people who go to a different location and use the app, they're able to see, you know, and get a unique different type of item because it's unique to that region, so to speak. Yeah, and we can include a bunch of microtransactions. So like you can't get them unless you pay for it. Stop right there. <laughs> evil that is evil evil. (laughs) oh man what's the matter with you i hey we gotta make this is a wholesome game what are you talking about all right all right all right i'll just write it down for later we'll talk about it another time (laughs) off 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 (laughs) uh i agree with you obviously there shouldn't be enemies because that just destroys the point of the the collectiveness behind it do you think that in with the question of like what can allies do um leanne do you have any ideas on how like maybe like a different person using the app can like interact with you while you're using it like what could like if they were an ally to you like how you could kind of work together i don't know that's like a really good question I've kind of been sitting on that one for a minute yeah, me too. So I was curious if maybe you had thought of anything. Like, I know you're saying no enemy, but 
what if now this is going back to like flower or journey what if there's like some sort of underlying threat it's not like a big thing but like maybe it's just an added motivator to get everyone else to work together to keep things rolling and not not like make things retroactive in a way yeah I get, I get what you're saying so like joe i don't think you've ever played journey but in in that game there are kind of like these autonomous like ai robots that like fly around and if they touch you the whole game is based off like movement and then going on this journey and you have the scarf and the longer it is, the longer you can fly. And as the light fades away from it, you start to go back to the ground. But if you get hit by this thing, um, it doesn't harm you in any way, but it makes your scarf shorter. So you can't fly as long and you can't, um, you let out a different sound when you ping. And that's the only way you can talk to people is by clicking like the X button or the space bar. And you let off like a little singing noise and other people can sing around you. And if you sing together, your scarf kind of recharges and it's actually really cool. Uh, but I, you bring up a good point. Like what if there was a passive thing that kind of flies around or walks around and if yeah, you get like, near it. Like what if there were like hot spots of these things where it like kind of tries to take away from the progress that you've done and the best way to kind of get rid of it or make it better is to work with other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if, um, because we haven't talked about items yet and stuff like that, but we brought it up. Like, what if there was, since everything's all in black and white, and after X amount of steps, like, the world opens up around you? What if there was, like, an item called, like, Color Burst or something where it just, like, exploded in color around you and like lit up the area in different colors and this is gets into the pictures i sent you which i'll post on our twitter when i come out with the episode uh is i'm gonna pronounce this really bad but it's i think it's called a star tonight canvas and it's just a really really gorgeous art style with like these flamboyant and very light colors um very 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 gorgeous art like what did that happen and if like you use that item around one of those things it kind of went away and was gone I'm yeah really i think that'd be really interesting you both stumped me because you know I, uh, i'm thinking about it now you know the whole other force i'm trying to think of at least something you know like i'm giving it a concrete idea it's very i think it's very poetic and it's very almost yin yang because like both are there and both coexist but they you take away from each other equally like it's both of you will still be there the world will still be around you but you you give and they take and you give and they take or you can make them go away with this item and you have to get it maybe you can only get that item by interacting with another person in the app well, yeah, I was thinking, like, trading, you know, like, I was definitely thinking, you know, the, the uniqueness of some items that we're going to have, like, there's definitely going to be some, you know, need to, like, walk to people and trade of some of some kind, like, that was some kind of implementation I was definitely thinking about. But another thing I was thinking, too, with this other force, you know, if, let's say, right, like, like let's say we had this force of, um, you know, uh, corruption, right? Let's say we have this force of corruption, right? You could spend time in that area to clear the corruption, but the more people you have with you to clear that corruption, the faster it goes away. And when you clear it, more of that area opens up to be able to be seen. You get a lot more detailed and more vivid outlines of that area than previous. It's like a unique thing. So, like, corruption is, like, something that would randomly pop up in your area. You'd get a notification on your phone saying, like, there's corruption, like, 30 minutes away from you or, like, 10 minutes away from you, like, in terms of a walking distance. And, like, you know, you get a couple of your people around in your neighborhood and you can go walk to it together and you take care of it. And then now it's unique for that group of people. Now it's that unique, vivid image of that area 
that would only occur from clearing corruption in that specific region, you know, because we could make it that way. Like, you could have, like, you know, specific, uh, unique uh, images all aligned in, like, their own uh, memory, and the computer could pull from that only when corruption is taken care of in that area. But otherwise, it will follow some other generic data that we have, like, generic images that we would have, you know, data stored in one area outside of where the unique stuff would be. Yeah, I love I like, that. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. It's, um, we have this kind of, like, generic, like, bump map scan from a satellite, and that's there, and that's painted, but if that group of people goes and deals with the corruption that's there, then it will kind of look different to them. But if you're not there, then it won't take away from the experience. It'll just look like how we kind of coded it to be. And then, so I guess it is like a, it's an individual experience too. Cause like you could go alone and do it you could go with people and do it, but the outcome is always greater with people. I like that a lot. Are we cleared for all the rules? I don't know. I, I games like this are tough because I enjoy the. I almost enjoy it because it's it's not really the, the rules; it's the lack thereof. I think it's because we're forgetting to acknowledge the fact that these type of games are continuously changing. You know, like things are constantly being added to these games. So you know, a base idea of the game and then sending that base idea out is good enough. You know what I mean? And then as the game builds it gains more steam, people are going to want more from it, you know? And then that's when we in could eject it from them. Because from there, like, we gain the feedback, and it's like, you know, oh, what if this was in? Or what if that was in? Because I think this is the type of game where people need to find out on their own, you know, what else they would want to see in this game. You know, I think the people at this point should come up with the rest. I think at this, I think this is one of these games where the groundwork is all there for you. Now you figure out the rest. Am I wrong at thinking that way? Uh, I don't. I don't think so at all. Is is there anything that you want to add, uh, Leanne, before we get into level design, which is kind of the next step? Oh, I think it sounded great so far. Well, it's about to get better. Buckle up. Yay! <laughs> uh, level design is intriguing because kind of what I said earlier I think fits here too I think the level design here is going to be the lack thereof like what do we not want to include I think is the really the question like what do we want to start out with and what do we want to give the players as they build around themselves you know so there's going to be a lot of colors there's going to be a lot of different building structures that are you know, reflective on things that the GPS would normally show. Like, you know, when you'd go into Google Maps and you zoom in all the way, you'll see, like, your own house. You know, or, or if you zoom all the way into a spot in New York City, you'll see the street with crazy amount of people building sky high. You zoom into a random area on the, I believe it's on the west side of Texas, and you will see a bunch of barren landscape, but then as you move closer to the east, it starts to get real nice and pretty. So, you know, it's uh, these type of things that we need to consider with this level design. This all's got to get put in. And then the ideal um, way in which your map would look would have some unique patches from what you and other people have done together. And, you know, a generic layout of the GPS, all vividly colored, all nice and artistic with the way in which, you know, you kind of customize it for certain areas while, you know, you didn't have enough colors to customize other areas. So it's the way in which, you know, it was kind of randomly made, but at the same token, like follow some of your person, you know, your customization preferences, because, you know, those type of algorithms actually do exist where, they could follow your person, your customization and, you know, mirror it to other locations. And I think that type of stuff to include would just solidify this type of like design for these type for this type of game for our uh, users, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I got this <laughs> I got this idea which kind of steps back a little bit, but not really. There's um <laughs> this makes me think of a really, really bad game. because uh, <laughs> I like to talk about bad games, but it had a really, really good thing about it, and it was kind of the freedom of design. And that game is Spore. <laughs> uh, one of the worst games of all time, IMO, but the fact that you could literally create anything and give it legs and let it walk, it was done really well and always has been. And I think that to go back to what players can do and items and stuff, it would be cool if it was just this barren landscape from a satellite and you could get items like... Uh, like a light token or an animal token or color palettes and you could spend them to like make a bird that flies around in a circle in the area or put lights in a window and maybe it looks different for you or maybe it looks the same for everybody but you just that goes into the collectiveness of like how you start off with nothing and you build the level, the players build the level design. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense or if Leanne has anything she wants to add, but. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm trying to think, because I want to like add more. Part of me wants more uh, multiplayer. And I'm not sure how. Yeah, that's a that's a challenge here because it's so the premise is pretty barren, but the the goals are pretty high. Uh, I think that creativity is a huge mechanic for one person, and like seeing it happen is like a collective thing. But Joe, do you think there's anything we could do to make it more like multiplayer based? All right, so let's see. The other thing I'm thinking is, ooh, you're only allowed to get base colors. And so the more color combinations you make with other people, the more unique of colors you could have for each other. So, like, let's say, for example, one player has red, the other player has yellow. You can make orange. And then let's say you wanted to make a different variant of orange. You would mix two oranges together and it would make a random variant of orange that you would each get and then you could do you know another orange another orange get a different variant or you could do the those variants again and get another reroll. so you know it would let's say like you would have you would need like one base color of each to get one new color of each right but you would need um two of the new color to re-roll it into a new one. I mean, into a, I mean, sorry. One orange, one orange to roll into a new vivid orange. Let's say it's like a specific type of orange. Like, let's say, uh, you know, in some games, like the item rarity would be like a different highlighted color. So like the text would be like white for a common item and green for uncommon, so on and so forth. You could have that for the color levels too and certain other items in the game. Now, for vivid orange colors, you would need two of each to mix them together to re-roll it into a different one. And I think like you could only do that with other players. So the more players that you have together, you know, the more materials that are available. So when you have the enough materials collectively together, you know, you're able to make something and then share it with them amongst yourselves. So it's not like, you know, one person gets gypped out of the trade or whatever it is. If that makes any sense. So you'll all get the same result. I love that. I think that's perfect. Yeah, I, I think I think I got that. I think that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like proud you, you just you just like <laughs> gave me a question, and I've just hit that right. Like, oh my goodness, that was crazy. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, that's like the perfect thing too. Like, if everyone has just that base set, and then maybe like for the because you know obviously we're the ones making this game quote unquote we want people to keep playing it so maybe you can do it maybe you can interact with like one person like the same person once per day 
to get a new color and like the more people around like you said the easier it is because you can just get a different color from each person every day and then change everything around you like the way i'm seeing it you know like you all could walk to certain like mixing stations right like in the neighborhood and the mixing station if all of you are collectively there together if like you know, one person is throwing in a color, you could match that color, another person could match the color, and then eventually you could get, like, ten people in one spot just throwing in colors to mix together just to see what they could get. If they will get a color they want, they pop out. That's it. They're done. They're finished. You know what I mean? They walk to the next area. I don't know. I'm just... I'm, maybe I'm foreseeing a lot. But no, this no, is I mean, crazy. That's good. That's good. It's like, I mean, this is new for us. Like, we never explored anything like this before. That I, I, I like that. Uh, I think that works. I think that's fantastic and it's wonderful. And uh, I think it's really nice that like the way that this game design document kind of flows because we're going right into we're, we're raising a question, we're answering it, we're moving forward. Number of screens and levels, I it's just one. It is where you are. It's where you are at any point in time. It is it is the world foreseen in a different way. And that's kind of it. That's that's it. And I think that brings us into audiovisual, which is what I've been waiting for to talk about those pictures I sent. Uh, and Leanne, this is the second to last step. This is audiovisual design. It's the, basically the background music, uh, the visuals, and how audio and visuals kind of work together. Um, but before I say anything. This is this is your deal. This is what you're good at. I'm curious what you think of in your head when you think of what we've talked about so far in terms of art. Okay, so I know you were mentioning we start out black and white. And then we go into the color. So I know the first photo you sent where it's like splotchy Everyone will probably see this later, I'm assuming, but it's like splotchy oil color that's just like mixed in all randomly and it's not like super concrete with like the lines and stuff. I actually, I really like that, but I'm wondering how that would work. Uh, what do you mean by how that would work? Do you think like visuals, like actually being there, it would look like it wouldn't work or? As in, because it's kind of a chaotic look. So how are people building upon this within the game while they're walking and creating? Yeah, I, I, I guess that's something we didn't explore, like how they would take these colors and put them into the world. I, I guess what I thought of when I saw this picture uh, is maybe like a... I don't know what the filler tool is, like where you, the, the swatch tool, I guess, and like paint where like you click on something and it takes the color, like the hex code, and then you can put it somewhere else. Um, it's kind of like the fill tool of that, where like you look at your color palette, what colors do I have? And then you can kind of click on a color on your phone of like a tree. And you're like, I kind of want that tree to be blue today. And you can change it and watch it kind of reanimate and turn blue almost like but like animate itself like a flowing pattern uh, almost like it's a moving painting is kind of what i picture i love but, that yes yes uh, so i guess That's basically that, yeah. picture that picture that painting but moving <laughs> okay yeah so it's like the film loving vincent but like different i've never seen it but i'll take oh. your word for it <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if you clicked on the other two links that I sent, but these are all three pictures that I will post on our Twitter when I release the episode in a week. And uh, yeah. it's very, it's like beautifully chaotic. It's like every color all at once kind of fighting for dominance, but because they're all fighting, it kind of flows and it makes sense. And I, that's what I picture, and I really like that, but I don't know if there's a way to maybe explore that further and make it more concrete. Because I do have one other small idea, too. I don't know how in the now you are with games, Leanne, but there is... <laughs> <laughs> 
it was a really you sound old <laughs> <laughs> well i just don't talk to you enough i don't know if you played games recently or not but uh there's a really interesting one with i think kind of takes art style of the year for me so far and it's called among trees uh it's surprisingly an epic game but it it is gorgeous it's absolutely fantastic if you were to google image like among trees and just look at the different screenshots from it. It is like a gorgeous art style that I kind of almost envision as well um, in more of a linear, like 2D planar experience for like them when they're walking and maybe as they animate it or they paint it, they see it kind of widen and thicken into this 3D environment and like grow into life like in front of you. And I don't know, there's so much that we could do that I this this part of the design phase really almost bugs with my head. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at it, and I think that would look really good. Like, just taking the idea from that, the game Among Trees and how the colors are with that, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, it's like a separate message in itself. It, it makes you, I've played it, and um, I've done more watching it than playing it, but I have played a little bit, and it's really nice to once you're there and you're playing it, it's really easy to disconnect and just put yourself there and experience it. And I think it's because of the art and the music, because there's like a lack thereof music. It's very like symphonic noises or like chandelier, like um, like glass kind of moving. And it's really nice. Uh, Joe, what are you kind of picturing for this part? Um. Hmm. This is usually the, the, the step that stumps me to the most. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking. I, I see a lot of what you're talking about, and I'm trying to also see maybe if it's like... Um, it's, kind, it's definitely gradual, you know? And it's gradually building from the center of you. And at the same token, you know... Since it's a gradual build from you as centerpiece, you know, not just these type of colors that you're using in the way the art style in which it's being presented, I think throwing in some type of gradient shade is the is a good move here. I think having some kind of gradient where, you know, it's darker for you toward the center and then lighter as it's outstretched further away from you, so it's harder maybe to see or, you know, brighter in terms of, um, you know, meshing with the so-called white distance that's ahead of you that's not clear until you walk through that area i think that's some kind of look we can get but i really don't i, I don't know i think like, that, like i said i'm stumped so like that's the only input i got no you make a good point though like if you were to maybe look up or even if uh, you scale that down a little bit and you just look up at the sky like the further up you get into the sky the more gradient it gets until it's just a white blur and I don't, whatever Leanne is sending in the chat right now, it is fantastic. It makes me think of Ori and the Wisp. Yeah, so it's actually from the game Gris. I think that's how you say it, Gris, G-R-I-S. And I just know the style and the game are so beautiful. And I feel like it fits in with, like, the gradient and colors blending into each other. Almost kind of like watercolor in a sense. And it fits that 2D style as well. Yeah, I love it. I think like the I think the biggest challenge is to find that 2D 3D hybrid because like with a game like this, it's very um, it's how to take a very open world experience and make it almost linear in terms of art because they were throwing people into this GPS that is like the real world. Like how can we make it look like that? But I, I think that maybe leaving it up to how people perceive it is almost better for the time being because of time restraints <laughs> uh but all this stuff i'll put up on the twitter or i'll put up on the discord and show y'all put it up on patreon show y'all what it looks like uh to wrap it up with music though um this is one of my favorite things to talk about uh, i'm kind of picturing something along the lines of like if they have music on like while they're playing they could listen to either something that they want to or we have like soundtracks kind of like top of beats or in love with a ghost or peachy 
a blank banshee, just like very synthetic and lo-fi hip hop beats. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, lo-fi hip hop beats 24-7 that chill too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Stuff like that. Or you can take a different approach and make it like very Chopin-esque and and, like uh, classical, but I, I like the the artistic resemblance from lo-fi. I feel like it fits really well here. I agree. Joe agrees. Joe seal of approval on the music. Yes. <laughs> I stamp it. Our sponsor this week, Lo-Fi Beats the Chill to 24-7. Of course. <laughs> uh, man, I... This is one of those things. I feel like the past three weeks we've hit games that I just want to talk about for hours, but but we can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It feels bad. <laughs> Not pogs. Sad F and chat. Yeah, big F and chat for walk together. I uh, or we just make it a big loop and just play like Walk This Way by Aerosmith twenty four seven on the app. Or five hundred miles. By <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Carlton, yeah, we just <laughs> our second sponsor of the week. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> oh man, I mean, typically we re- the last step for us is revisiting the story, but I like the, I almost like the narrative void that's there, where you just like drop into this world, um, your world, and experience it as it comes, and the only thing you have is a pedometer, and a black and white area to kind of experience i i like that i like games that have a story that gets told by playing it and that's kind of why i love power so much uh, unless i'm wrong then feel free to to butt in and add anything you guys want nope sounds great to me yeah i'm pretty sold on this for now i think uh letting everyone else figure it out later on would be the best bet yeah, we'll do the classic game developer move. Do less work. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Here, take our unfinished game that we did on purpose. Because it's, in, it's innovative. <laughs> and it's, it's artistic. art, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's art. What do you mean you don't like a black and white 2D tower? Paint it. <laughs> it's subjective, all right? <laughs> it's subjective it's an innovative experience on your phone it really makes you feel like Picasso <laughs> oh man well I guess that's really all we got time for this week next week we're coming in um, well not next week next episode we're coming in with uh, the Big 20 the Big 2 uh, we're talking about our favorite games that we've designed over the over the course of the 20 episodes our least favorite or funniest or most beautiful and what we would do to change them if we had to change anything about them. Um, Joe and I are looking forward to it. It's something we're going to do every 20. It's something we kind of decided on. But enough of that. Leah, I don't know if you have any any plugs you want to give, any art pages you want to send anyone's way. You know, now's your time. Now's your time to shine. Sweet. All I have going right now is my Instagram. It's at liontortoise97. I don't have any projects going on right now, but I plan on making some cool stop motion puppets soon. So you'll probably see those on there. Cool beans, cool beans. And don't let her sell herself short. She's an awesome artist. Check her out. Um, She did the cover art for this show. She's going to do the cover art for my next show. And any shows I do in the future, because it seems like something that I'm growing an obsession for is hosting too many podcasts. So um, (laughs) check her out in the future. Um, She deserves it. She's an excellent artist. Joe, Joe, come on. Joe, hit me with a plug. Uh, Me. <laughs> Come on, shameless self promo on your own show. Let's go, baby. Say what say what I'm gonna say. I, I don't even know what it is that you're oh gonna say. Oh my god, we have a Patreon. Check it out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we have a guys... Patreon, check it out. You know, Ooh. you know what? We have a Patreon, check it out. You know, we got our Instagram, we got our Twitter, you know, Bailey's been mentioning it all the time. Definitely check it out. It's all at digital delights. 
you know, it could uh, even have it could have podcast on at the end of it. Uh, pretty sure it does. Might might be for some of them, not all of them. So yeah, honestly, f- the Patreon. Check out the Twitter because when we post episodes like this, we post the art that we were talking about on the Twitter. We post the songs we were talking about on the Twitter. So check out our Twitter. It is literally, I think it's just Digital Delights. I have no idea or Digital Delights Eleven or something. It's whatever the dumb username they gave us whoa, when we made the whoa, account. Whoa, whoa. If you're taking your time to look for the Twitter, too, just throw on the Instagram while you're there, you know, because we all know you're on the same page with your social media. It's on the same folder in your phones. Like, we all know. <laughs> you know, don't click out of the folder just yet. Just go over to the other social media. You were just going to check it anyway. Uh, but, yeah, check out Lion Tortoise 97 on Instagram. Fantastic art, fantastic person, crazy gamer, and um, apparently Joe. <laughs> All right, that's all we got time for, everybody. I'm Bailey. I'm Joe. And I'm Leanne. And thanks for tuning in this episode. See you guys on the Big 20 of Digital Delights. Peace out. Peace. Bye. We did it. We did it. That was a lot of fun. That was a great game. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Can you see, like, literally we have no idea what to expect when we get into this. <laughs> yeah, no, that was so cool. Now I, like, want the game.